You don't want to miss today's episode. We're going to talk about social security, ways to maximize it, and you never know, you might learn a thing or two. We're untangling financial issues. Welcome to Your Finances Untangled with Mo Parag. Hopefully you can tell from this conversation that I am I, I take things very seriously, but I'm laid back. Mo is a financial advisor and partner with Cloudvestor. You may want to do some reallocations based off how you're currently invested. This podcast addresses financial issues for all ages, from those just starting out up to retirees. It's Your Finances Untangled. Untangling your finances. Hey, welcome into the podcast. Consumer Advocate Dave Perkins here with Mo Param of Cloudvestors. Cloudvestors, uh, the convenience of a virtual firm with the human touch. And uh, hey, it's the best of both worlds you get. Mo, how are you today? <laughs> Dave, I'm doing good. I'm doing good today. How are you? Good. You are um, on location. Mo is uh, on assignment this time. It's Mo and not Andrew, but we but the show the podcast must go on. So we're connecting remotely with Mo today. You know, it reminds me of um, somebody posted that modern Zoom meetings are like old fashioned seances, and they had all these old people in a black and white photo sitting around a table going, "Let's see, let me think of a name, Mo. How about Mo?" Uh, I see that Mo has joined us. Mo, can you hear us? <laughs> oh, it, it's it, that's funny. That's really funny because you know, with most of the planning that we do for our clients, it does take place over uh, a Zoom or a video conferencing. So yeah. Yeah, when you think about it, it's just like, can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me? It's, it's modern seances. That's what it is. But we are utilizing technology today. We're not in the studio together, but the podcast must go on. And we're going to yes. talk about Social Security. We're going to talk about how you maximize Social Security, some things you may not know about Social Security, when to claim Social Security. And and, and let's start with that, Mo. Why, why is it so important to at least get to that full retirement age? Yeah, the, the reason why you want to get to that full retirement age is because that's almost like your sweet spot when it comes to your Social Security benefits. So your full retirement age is the age that you'll receive most your Social Security benefit, and it won't be reduced because you took it early, and it won't be increased because you deferred it. It's like that sweet spot of the benefit of your tr your true full social security benefit. Mm -hmm. And so for those who are born between 1943 and 50 and 1954, your full retirement age is age 66. And then from 55 to 1959, it gradually increases over over time. So like 1955, it's 66 and you know, two months and then it increases up to there. And then anyone who was born after 1960 your full retirement age is 67. So when we're working with our clients and talking about social security planning, you know, we really start having these conversations really once you're, you know, we've talked about it multiple times, like once you're in that retirement red zone. Yeah. Because social security ends, tends to be more tangible, right? You can actually see it. You can actually almost feel it. Maybe some of your um, your parents or maybe some of your friends are actually receiving social security at that point. So mm -hmm. you can actually... It's almost tangible. So, but um, but yeah, the, the reason why you want to you want to at least know what your full retirement age is, is because again, you want to when we're looking at planning for your benefits, you know, this is going to be the foundation of your retirement income. Okay, so your predictable income that you'll receive during retirement, 
So understanding that if you take it at 62, which is the earliest you can take your benefits, it's about a 25% reduction that you would receive versus waiting to your full retirement age. So you have to understand that, right? So if you're getting, if you're projecting to get a $2,000 a month benefit, for instance, at your full retirement age, if you took it at 62, you know, expect about maybe $1,500. Mm-hmm. And so that's a big difference, right? No, it is. If you're expe- yeah, if you're expecting two grand, I mean, now you're getting 1500 So understanding, the, uh, understanding when, but if you defer it after your full retirement age, there's actually 8% simple interest credited to your benefits, which is actually pretty huge. So if you wait till 70, you, you're, you're going to get a biggie. nice little bump. Yeah. That's the biggie. That's the huge biggie. And you're right, because when you start seeing people, you know, claiming it, then it doesn't seem that thing that's so far off. But if you claim it's 62, don't think, well, that's okay. I can still keep working. You can, but there's a ceiling you hit on your annual salary and they start taking back. Right, right. Good point, Dave. Yeah. So if you're taking your benefits early prior to your full retirement age and you're deciding and you're going to continue working, now that's something that you really have to be careful because there is uh, what's called an earnings test. And so if you're taking your benefits before your full retirement age, so call it 62 and any time before your full retirement age, mm-hmm. then you can't make in 2021 over 18960 okay? If you make over 18960 and you're receiving your Social Security benefits, then there actually is a, uh, basically a penalty and the penalty is one for every two dollars that you make over wow. that over that uh, eighteen thousand nine sixty. They're taking so it back. They're taking it back, <laughs> right? They're they're taking it right back. You can so, get that back though at some point, right? You get it back incrementally. It can be, it can be yeah. It can be increment incrementally um, be re- or reimbursed to you, I guess. Later, um, after later after your full retirement age. Okay, but still, but, yeah. It's still, it's still, it's a big deal, right? It's, it's, you have to start asking yourself, you know, if I plan on, call it, let's just say making 30 grand a year Mm -hmm. and I'm still receiving my social security benefit. Well, let's just say you're at $11,000 over that earnings uh, test, then you're going to pay back, you know, 11,000, about $5,500 back. They're they're going to take back from what they gave you. They're going to take back from what they gave you. So you really have to ask yourself, does it make sense, right? It, yeah. Um, um, so, and, and then you're taking a 25% haircut at that point too. Right. So you right. really have to ask yourself, if I'm going to take my benefits at an earlier age, before my full retirement age, and I plan on working, well, understand that if you make anything underneath that 18960, then you're fine. But if you're going to, if you plan on making more, then just, just, one, it's about planning, right? Understand that it, this is what this is the way it works, mm-hmm. and just plan on the fact that do I really want to give back basically fifty percent of what I've earned past that past that earnings test? And sometimes it doesn't make sense when you when you start to lay it out. There are some exceptions where it does make sense, but for, m- for most of the time, it, it doesn't make sense, and you should wait till FRA, full retirement age, which, Mo, I know you and I were both born after 1960, so both the full retirement age for, for both of us is 67. However, I'm going to get there before you do. Let me ask you <laughs> this, because we're looking at 2034 as being a pivotal year for 
solvency of Social Security, not not saying it's going away or anything, but <laughs> right. it, if they start looking at proactively possibly raising that, am I grandfathered in or are you grandfathered in or where, what do you think they'll do about that? Yeah, you know, most of the times, I won't say most times, but it, usually it's you're, you're usually grandfathered in. But, you know, when it comes to planning, right, mm. it's uh, not planning when it comes to uh, making changes in the laws. Well, they can come back and, ch- and change the laws. And depending on how how much of a, a deficit we're really in at that point, does it make sense? Right. Because we'll have a lot of baby boomers who yeah. are getting closer to that age and are will be essentially drawing from the Social Security Trust. So maybe they won't grandfather, maybe someone like me, maybe there is a cutoff, right. 39 years old, maybe they will say, okay, well, if you're born after 1975, guess what? You're near, you're new for retirement age of 70. Yeah, it's right? it's or, quite possible. It's or it could quite, be 68 or 69. Right? You just never know. Yeah. Wow. I mean, there were, you know, like there were some um, changes uh, that were done to the social security uh, strategies. So before there was something called file, file, and, uh, file and suspend, where you were able to file, if you were eligible for two benefits, you uh, file and restrict. So you were able to file your benefits, mm-hmm. um, well, file for a secondary benefit. So you had to have at least two benefits, were eligible for two benefits. So maybe a spousal benefit, a divorce spousal benefit. Um, so if you were married, you were able at some point to file a spousal benefit defer your own benefits, let it increase, get the 8% return, I mean, mm-hmm. the 8% return, 8% credit over time. And then when, while you're seven, but then when you turn 70, you, you switch over to your benefit. Because so basically it you, because yeah. it grew. So you were able to earn some um, benefits from a spousal benefit while letting your own benefit continue to accrue. Well, they changed that. That's gone, right? <laughs> That's gone. They changed that, right? So it's too good to keep, right? Were, it was too good. To, it was too good to keep. So there were some people that were that were you want to call it grandfathered, and you had to be born before a certain time frame. Was it fifty-four, something like that? Yeah, it was nineteen fifty-four, I believe. Yeah. So if you were born before then, then you were then you were eligible to do that. But anyone who was born afterwards, you, you were. Uh, you know, you don't, you no longer could do it. Okay. So we've come across some people that actually have the ability to, to do mm-hmm. that. You know, when we do our workshops or, you know, some of the clients that we come across, they, and that's the benefit that they didn't even know, right? They wow. didn't even know a strategy. Yeah. They didn't even know that strategy existed. So in some cases, you know, even just we're, we're able to, you know, add to their cash flow another 20, 25, 30 grand, depending on the situation. And that, you know, adding that additional income to your cash flow is just less stress off your investments, right? Less set, less stress off your assets. If we're going to get, you know, some benefits from social security trust. Well, you said something key there that a lot of people don't know. They don't know. And there's so many strategies with social security that the uh, lay people, the people who don't do this for a living like you, they don't know. Uh, And so that's why, and the uh, the radio show that you join in with Andrew Nida through Cloudvestors and Asset Management Group that focuses solely on retirement and and we talk about that a lot to to make sure you make the best decisions with Social Security. Looking at Social Security, just kind of a Social Security one hundred and one here. The people working 
now. Like I'm still working. So I'm contributing to current recipients. That's how the whole thing is structured, right? Say it again. I, I'm working now still. So okay. I what what they take out of my check is funding people who are currently getting it. But at the same time, I'm also building my credits. So it's it's got a dual purpose, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So yes, you the benefits that are that, that the taxes that are being taken out of our of our paychecks and of our income on an annual basis, that's being that's being used to fund the trust right now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that is being used and paid out to those that are that are receiving benefits right now. But you are crediting your buckets, right? You are crediting yourself down the road. So you know the Social Security Administration is taking uh, a tally, right, a list of how much you've been paying, and 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 that's how your pool is going to be. But that's how your benefits going to be calculated based off the uh, the income that or the, and the the taxes that you've paid into Social Security. So yes, it is. It is, even though you're not actually receiving it now, it is being calculated as part of the benefits that you will be receiving down the road. And it's all. And this is where I get a little confused. So I, I think I'm right on this. It's the, your your highest paying thirty five years, and if you don't work thirty five years, the, those years count as zeros. Yes. In other words, yes. like my every six week period, every semester at school, semester at school for me, those zeros. There's zero. <laughs> Brought my grades down. <laughs> uh, that's how uh, I relate to it, at least. The, yeah, it's it's just like that. If you weren't, if you weren't, if, you, if you're skipping class, yeah, skipping a whole, <laughs> skipping a whole, uh, uh, a whole semester, you get the zeros. That's how it works. So right. um, we see it. We see it sometimes too, where where there's a spouse that was earning income over time, and then they decided to. Um, maybe stay at home mm-hmm. or maybe there was an interruption at interruption at work. And also we've seen those that are working in a government role. Sometimes the, the institutions that they're working for or the counties that they're working for aren't taking out any social security taxes on their end because sometimes it's offset with a pension. So they're not actually paying into the social security system. So when they start looking at their statements and they see that they're, that they are, they're getting a social security benefit, where there's a little, almost an asterisk that's called the windfall provision. And I won't get too technical in it, mm-hmm. but essentially what it is is you have to turn the sheet over and then you'll see all the zeros because of the either the non-working years or the years you weren't paying into social security. You have to factor that in and then really see what your social security benefits are. So there's some people that it's just called a windfall provision where you are um, you're if you're again working like for a government mm-hmm. and they're providing you a pension, right? Because they're providing you a pension, sometimes and we see this a lot in teachers, uh, with teachers, sometimes you're not paying into the Social Security trust. So all of a sudden, you're ex- what you were expecting to receive as Social Security benefit is much lower than. Um, uh, than what you're actually going to receive. So there's, again, there's just so many things that you have to really consider when it comes to planning around your social security. I used to, um, I, I loved when they would mail those statements to you and I don't think they do anymore, but they're available uh, online, but it was like they mailed me a time machine of my life. And I could, it goes <laughs> back to like when I was a, in high school, a teenager working as what they called a stock boy at a department store. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, I carried it all the way through my career. It was so cool to look at it. <laughs> and, uh, and I guess, I mean, that's still available online where you can check it out, right? Yeah. So you go to www.ssa.gov mm-hmm. and then you go ahead and create yourself a login, create yourself an account and, uh, you have to verify yourself with a few questions, but at that point you'll be able to view your earnings. It's basically your earnings history to see how much income you made over time. And like you said, it's, uh, it's the top 35 years and then you're divided by how many months are in 35 years and they, they suppress it by a couple of other factors and that's where they come up with your benefit. So it is good for you to at least create the account and, and double check, make sure the earnings match your records because that's what they're going with, right? You know, we're talking about some people have been working, you know, going back to fifth to their fifties or well, in the fifties, hmm. and they didn't have fancy technology, fancy computers to to keep records, to keep track of your earned income, and it's up to you, right? It's up to you to keep track of it to make sure that there, if there's any errors, that they are updated. So again, if you haven't, for those who haven't created an account, it's free www.ssa.gov create an account and on an annual basis just make sure that the information matches your records because again it's up to us to make sure that it does how can you enjoy the best of both worlds in your financial planning the convenience of a virtual relationship with your advisor but also maintaining the human touch that's cloud vesters that's cloudvesters.com they're an endorsed Dave Ramsey Smart Vester. That's a relationship you can trust. At Cloud Vesters, you get a personal relationship with one of the team advisors who will help you build a robust investment strategy. It's all about specific, customized planning for your unique situation and for wherever you are in life, whether you're just starting out or getting close to retirement. Holistic financial planning in all areas, including taxes, estate planning, insurance, cash flow, and budgeting. They even offer customized personal websites for clients. The technology of today while still maintaining that human touch. That's Cloudvestors. That's cloudvestors.com. Your finances untangled. Consumer advocate Dave Perkins in the conversation with Mo Param of Cloudvestors. Uh, Mo Param with Cloudvestors helps people in their investment life, throughout their life, and all the stages of their life up to retirement. We're talking about Social Security. We're going to get into more of the conversation. You know what amazes me, Mo? We were What's talking that? about um, earlier uh, the full retirement age, and then we're looking at 2034 and what they will do because it kind of runs into a little trouble. Then, but uh, it's amazing going back to what is it, 1935 when it was created. Franklin Delano Roosevelt was president, <laughs> and the average age lifespan was but about 67, and <laughs> and they set it at 65. Well, now oh. it's only gone up full retirement age two years in all these years, and we are living way longer. And there are less um, workers per beneficiary than there were back then, way less. Mm-hmm. It's a wonder yeah. it's being it's being able to be funded. Yeah, if you if you really think solid. about this, if you think about the system altogether, right? So, um, do you know who Ida Mae Fuller is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She <laughs> was she like the first recipient. She was the first person to collect a Social Security check. So, uh-huh. and so if you think about how it how it worked all out, right? So, she she paid into the social security system for three years, three years, three years. (laughs) 
as an aggregate, she paid into the system twenty four dollars and seventy five cents. That was all that she paid in payroll tax, right? And payroll tax <laughs> okay. altogether for those three years, twenty four dollars and seventy five cents. Uh huh. Her first check was twenty two dollars and fifty four cents. Well, see that, but that's almost like that's almost like if they took everything in all thirty-five plus years that I've worked, and and that was and everything they took out in all those years is what I would get with every check. That's just almost <laughs> because that's about it, right? She yeah, only paid yeah. twenty-four, and her first one was twenty-two. Yeah, first but, one was twenty-two. But the story actually gets better, doesn't it, Mo? The story gets way better. She <laughs> lived just shy of her hundredth birthday. And she collected from um, from the system twenty almost twenty almost twenty three thousand dollars twenty two thousand eight hundred and some change. What an right? investment item, eh? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, think about that for an investment and call it a a contribution of twenty four dollars, almost twenty five dollars. She I mean, she was able to get back almost twenty three grand from Social Security. That is a great benefits. story. I do love uh, that. That's uh, and man. that's why people are, are are afraid, right? That's why some yeah. people do have reservations that th- there has to be something done uh, with the trust because mm-hmm. I mean, even in, even the bipartisan act, right? In 2015, they actually took money from uh, the Social Security trust to dump into the Medicare to, to into, dump into the disability trust because the disability trust at that point was getting ready to to run out. Uh-huh. So they've even, they've even taken money out of the trust to 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 solve issues in other government sponsored benefits. Right. Exactly. So, so yeah. So there's there's, you know, um, I tell clients that, that when they're in that kind of that sweet spot around fifty five, sixty, you know, the reality of Social Security going to be around is probably high. Yeah. But for our younger clients, you know, for, first of all, we don't even sometimes don't even get to that level because they're still in the accumulation mode. They even have their own pre, pre uh, preconceived notions that social security is not going to be around or and they're planning around, based on just, that, they're, which they're doesn't planning hurt it for not to be around. That doesn't hurt yeah. to do. Yeah. It gives them a little more margin, right? Yeah. It gives them to, to, to save more and, and invest more. And, uh, and if it is there, then it's just icing on the cake. Right. That's how some of them look at it. Exactly. Uh, couple of quick hit things on Social Security in the time we have left. It's not every year they, they provide a COLA, right, a cost of living adjustment? No, not every year, not every year. So that's another way for your Social Security benefits. Well, that's the way for your Social Security benefits to increase over time. Because they do so, do it most years, I guess. They do it. They do it most years. But if you look at the traje- trajectory over the last, uh, call it, over the last 10, 11 years, 12 years, really, you've seen a sharp decline. I remember in 09, we were looking at almost 6% cost of living adjustment. Uh-huh. And in 2020, it was down to 1.6. Yeah. yeah. And this year, 2021, it's 1.3%. Now, we uh, feel, and, you and, feel inflation is going to rise, right? You, you feel it's a good chance of that. I think there's a good chance. You know, where even before even before all the stimulus, everything that was in response to COVID. Right. Right. I don't know many people who thought that inflation was not going to increase at some point. Do you think the COLA will? I don't know. I mean, that's, 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 that's the magic question, right? Because it hasn't, it's it's been declining steadily uh, for the last, over the last decade. Mm -hmm. And, you know, 
if you if you're thinking about a trust that's that some people think are running out of money and you're increasing the benefits right and we're going to get a massive wave of the baby boomers getting on uh starting to receive social security every day thousands i mean yeah i mean i mean but you have to do it right i mean the cost of living increases uh over time yeah and and you know i think it's I think it's like thirty-five to almost forty percent of one's social one's retirement income is is derived from Social Security. It's on their website, but I think it's like thirty-five or forty percent of one's income during retirement is derived by Social Security. It was never designed to be the sole source of income in no, retirement. It never was, but there are millions, Dave, millions of people whose only source of income wow. is Social Security, right? Yeah. So. Uh, in in one aspect, it's I don't know on a fiscal on a fiscal level, can they increase the cost of living adjustments, right? But I don't know even on an economic level, can they can they not right. increase it, right. right? Because if they if they if you know if you're 62 years old, 64 years old, you might live for 25, 30. Maybe even thirty-five years, Easily. right? I mean, yeah. Ida Mae Fuller lived to over a hundred. Like like my right? Ida Mae, yeah. And a lot of people are hitting one hundred. That used to be a big deal, and now it's kind of like, ah, you know, it's yeah. not as big a deal anymore. <laughs> and, it's, and it's Social Security is your main source, if not if if your main, if not your only source of income during retirement, right? Then you know something has to give, right? So. Uh, what we do, you know, as advisors, is just take the information that we know today, make the best decisions that we know of, and then, but also keep the plan flexible enough so that if new data comes in, we can adjust the plan accordingly. Here, here's another thing. Speaking of how in the world is it still solvent? Let's say Mo that I had five wives, and I have to limit it a little bit because I have to have been married to them for at least ten years. And, um, and I, I pushed it on up to 70. I'm, so I'm getting the maximum <laughs> social security and I divorced all five wives. Uh, they're all yes. ex-wives now they can claim on my social security, all five of them. Cause I was married at least 10 years to each one. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't even affect mine. It doesn't affect me at all, but all five of my ex-wives, and by the way, I haven't been married five times, all five of my <laughs> ex-wives can claim on me. Yeah, after about three, you have to just call it quits, Dave. Just call it quits. You're just, you're just not sure what you're doing at that point. Exactly. Um, but no, you're right. It's crazy, right? So yeah. So if you're married, you, you put the caveat there. You have to be married at least ten years, uh-huh. right? So if you're married in your in your example, five different times for at least ten years, then each one of those wives can claim a benefit on you, assuming they're not married. Right, they can't remarry. Okay. They can't be remarried. I've been remarrying remarried, like crazy, but they can't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then if the roles were reversed, though, right? If you had five uh, ex-wives, uh-huh. right? You can actually claim on any one of them and, you know, just pick the one with the highest benefit. Right, I can claim uh, on them. <laughs> oh, and yeah. It's 50 per- and it's 50% of their benefits. So I'm, so and I've got a menu of five. I can look at just pick the highest, right? <laughs> well, that's that's what you have to ask yourself when you go into the next marriage, right? <laughs> is you know is her benefit more than 
more than my ex-wife. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Want to invite uh, everybody to my sixth wedding. I, and I can hear them now when they get the invitation. I am not giving him another gift. I've given him five wedding gifts. I'm not doing it for the sixth one. <laughs> Mo, good but stuff the, on Social Security. Here. Yeah, yeah. You can tell. You know, there's just so many ways that you can. Uh, that you can plan around Social Security's different benefits that you're eligible for. So, you know, anyone who is is at that point where um, they're getting ready to file or they're a few years away, you definitely, definitely want to make sure that you know all the ins and outs when it comes to filing for Social Security because you get one mulligan. Right. You get one mulligan. That's you it. Can only do, you can only, if you, if you feel like you've made the wrong decision, uh, and Social Security has helped a little bit. You know, they when you file for benefits, there's something called deemed filing. Mm-hmm. And so what that is, is let's say you have you're eligible for multiple benefits, right? You're eligible for yours. You're eligible for divorce or you're eligible for a, a widowed benefit. You develop, you're eligible for all these different benefits. When you go into the Social Security Department and say, hey, I want to uh, file for benefits, the deemed filing is the system will look and see what is the best option for you and they and they and and it's like it's deemed that you're filing for the best option but there's some nuances when it comes to planning yeah. that you may the system is not going to tell you well nor back to the, the human touch they're gonna tell you. it's <laughs> the human touch right. right so but you get one mulligan you do it you, if, if you if you made a mistake or you want to change your benefits you can do it you can correct it once you've got to pay back um, you know, benefits that were received, yeah. but you have one shot to, to kind of correct it. Wow. After that, then it's, you're, you're kind of like, you're, you're stuck. Yeah. And so. it's not the job of the people at the social security office to, to give you advice and they're not going to, they'll answer your questions. But if you want to get all the strategies and the best strategies to maximize, you need someone like Mo at cloud Vesters. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you need a fiduciary advisor, a fiduciary advisory firm, that's looking at more than just your investable assets, right? If you're looking at financial planning, it's not just uh, investments. It's just not stocks, bonds, mutual funds, ETFs. It's your overall finances. And as you get closer to retirement, Social Security, again, plays a primary role in your income planning. And you want someone and you want a team that understands you and understands how these benefits can work for your behalf. So, yeah, so... Uh, you know, we do a lot of complimentary consultations. You know, when we do our radio show, we, you know, we, we give complimentary consultations for 10 callers because we're here to educate. We're here to uh, empower, but we're also here to help. So uh, if you're questioning what, what's, what move makes the best sense for you, you definitely want to reach out to us. And cloudvestors.com. And let me just mention, you can hear past podcasts you, on at cloudvestors.com, radio shows that Mo's a part of that we do, and even the TV shows that Andrew and Mo do. So you can check it all out at cloudvestors.com. Mo, I hate to run, but I've got, I'm getting married in 30 minutes. So I've got to, <laughs> I got to cut out. <laughs> we'll, we'll get together again next week. Say, say hello to number six. For me. <laughs> I will. I will. And I'll be looking for that gift in the mail. Be sure. <laughs> Be sure to like, share, do everything you got to do to spread the word of your finances untangled. Be sure to rate, review, and share this podcast. New episodes of Your Finances Untangled are available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your podcasts. 
information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment tax or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Mo Param nor his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.